At long last, the final patron vacated the jaded rose. Rolf sagged against the glass door of the flower shop with relief. When Vera asked him to watch the bar, he didn't think she meant all bloody night. A moment later, Jane appeared, rubbing the small of her back. Busy night? I'm sorry. Rolf locked the door and crossed the room. Vera had an errand. I didn't realize she'd take so long. How much longer can we live this way? Once this baby arrives, will you keep working all night? Their eyes met. Her fingertips traced the swell of her stomach. I need more stability. We need it. Vera understands I'll need time off. Family matters more than anything to her. To me too, you know? Things are changing, Rolf. Locke is changing. We need to change too. Otherwise, we'll all end up behind bars, just like your uncle. Realm Presents Elixir Episode 4 I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Vera felt her body tip over the lip of the dam in slow motion. The last thing she saw was Elsie, wide-eyed in horror. Then ice-cold water engulfed her. She screamed and felt water surge down her throat. Pure Dwimer. She was everywhere and nowhere. Everyone and no one. She inhaled, and it was the wind through mountain slopes. Exhaled, and it was avalanches breaking free from glaciers. She looked inward and found a great branching tree at her core. 
family. Living first. Rolf, Art, Benji, and all their other cousins. A whole parade. Her father blinked into view for a split second. And Vera tried to grab him, but he was gone again. Finally, one approached, brighter than the rest. Marta. Mom. Vera was 16 the last time she'd seen her mother. Marta looked just the same as she had in life. The other relatives vanished in pops of stardust. Am I dead? Vera asked. It didn't frighten her. She felt only regret. My family still needs me. Vera's family was her whole world. If they didn't need her... What's the point? She whispered. Marta smiled. Exactly that. The meaning of life is, we make our own meaning. Tell your father I miss him. Vera opened her mouth to apologize, to admit she couldn't tell dad anything. Instead, she vomited lake water. Her skin itched. She ran hands. Hands. She had hands. Over her face. Dug her nails in until someone peeled them away. Shh. Mom? Energy sparked and hummed along her nerves. She drifted off for a second, or a year. Carriage wheels. She groaned. Make it stop. A soft towel daubed at her mouth. Going to be okay? Will be. A waiting game now. Vera hiccuped. In reply, gloved hands tangled in her hair. She keeps asking for her mother. She and Marta were close. What happened? Shallows fever. Don't know if you'll recall the outbreak. It wasn't as bad up in the cliffs, and you must have been young. I was 12, of course I remember. I lost my grandfather. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have assumed. You're right though. Gentry neighborhoods didn't get hit nearly as hard as Dockside. The fingers wound through Vera's hair again, stroked it, a gentle rhythm. Vera didn't remember anything more until someone nudged her awake. Vera? Elsie, backlit by the bare bulb of the jaded rose's rear entrance. Do you think you can walk? She squinted, rubbed her eyes. They burned, and she felt dried tear tracks on her cheeks. Oh, <laughs> source! What a fun inebriate I make. Maud's head appeared. Regular barrel of laughs, my niece. Elsie looked bewildered, which made Vera laugh harder. Maud rolled her eyes. Rest of the high will alternate between laughter and stray bits of power. Make sure she doesn't try to fly. They always want to bloody fly. Oh, good idea. Vera felt her weight rise off the seat. Elsie and Maud grabbed an arm each. Tie her down if you have to, Maud suggested, opening the back door. Sounds naughty. Vera wagged a finger at her aunt. <sighs> Wake Rolf if she gets bad again, but I doubt she will. She's through the rough patch. Best thing for her now is sleep. Vera wrinkled her nose. No sleep? 
I'm full of energy. Look. She raised a palm and fired off a shower of sparks so hot one burned a hole in the door. Good luck. Maud clapped Elsie on the shoulder. Maud seemed to have forgotten her dislike of Elsie, just like the rest of the Reeves, whom Vera had watched soften toward Elsie all week. None as much as me. What's your secret? Vera whispered after Elsie shut and locked the door. In the dim corridor, Elsie's hair looked more golden than ever, her irises bluer. She's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. I don't have any secrets. Liar. Elsie flinched, and Vera regretted everything she'd ever said or done. She hurried to explain. With my family. You just charmed everybody so quickly, I wanted to know the secret. You might have noticed we're a tad... Uh, well... Elsie smiled. Prickly? I was going to say discerning, but that too. Elsie laughed, so close her breath tickled Vera's neck. The hairs along Vera's arms rose. Vera moved by habit past the bar and storage rooms until she reached a narrow wooden door with a brass sextant for a handle. The entrance to her private laboratory, detached from the rest of the building and accessible only via this concealed staircase. But why was the key not fitting? Here, let me. Elsie's fingers brushed hers. Vera startled so hard she dropped the keys. On instinct, she twisted her wrist and the key ring froze in midair. Elsie's eyebrows rose. She plucked the keys from orbit. Handy trick. Vera leaned against the frame. Do you still think elixirs are poison? Elsie undid the lock, shoved the door inward. Perhaps we should talk about this when you're less... Ossified? You know, that term comes from the bones they used to fish out of the Dwimer. Yes, bodies of the magic drowned, which was almost you tonight. I'm not sure this is the ideal moment to defend elixirs. Elsie pressed Vera's keys into her hand. Vera ignored the keys and caught Elsie's hand instead. That's not an answer. Vera stepped closer. Elsie's lips parted ever so slightly. You've spent a week in my world, not to mention you lured in an awful lot of new victims to try my poison. I... A flush crept up Elsie's neck. Vera so enjoyed her blushes. I suppose I can see what you mean about gray areas. Not all elixirs are as deadly as I imagined. So what you're saying is, I win. <sighs> are you going to be insufferable about it? Very. Keeping hold of Elsie's hand, Vera tugged her up the stairs. Come on, I need your help. Normally, she maintained a strict no-visitors policy in her laboratory, but Vera couldn't do what she needed to do without a steadier pair of hands than she currently possessed. Are you sure? Elsie hesitated on the fourth step, withdrew her hand from Vera's. I need an assistant. You need to cure your fear of elixirs. This will solve two problems. Vera clambered the rest of the way up, 
and pushed open the door to her lab. Vera shivered. She felt bare somehow as she watched Elsie drink in the space. Up here, more than anywhere else in the building, Vera felt connected to her father. It was this laboratory where, more often than not, Dad nodded off at his workbench in the wee hours. But looking at it through Elsie's eyes, Vera wondered what the gentry woman would think. The worn-out cot in the corner was Vera's sad excuse for a bed. Otherwise, the room held two sinks, one for tap water and one that pulled Dwimer from the vats and storage, several dusty bookshelves full of handwritten family recipes, and a host of distillation equipment. Her heart ached with memory. The first time her father taught her to fill this bottle. Our family has a lot of secrets, doll. Dad would not approve of sharing said secret with Elsie. But Dad isn't here. He got himself arrested, left her to shoulder the whole family alone. And tonight was an emergency. Vera crossed to the workbench. I need your help distilling an elixir. Me? But I don't know anything. Wouldn't it be dangerous to... We covered this, princess. The danger of elixirs is all in the quantity. Vera bent to clear away the elixir she'd been distilling the last time she was up here. The transparent bottle held a molasses-thick, dark liquid. Take this memory elixir, for example. A spoonful can cleanse a terrible memory. A full glass, and you'll forget your own name. She held it up, inches from Elsie's face. Speaking of quantity, is taking another elixir wise? Gently, Elsie eased the bottle from Vera's grasp and placed it on a shelf. Haven't you ingested enough magic for one night? Exactly. Vera grabbed a beaker instead and dove for the Dwimer tap. Electricity leapt between her hand and the pipe. She shook her wrist with a curse. Sighing, Elsie took the beaker too. All right, I'll help. Just sit over there and don't touch anything. Obediently, Vera sat. Almost at once, a wave of exhaustion struck her. What time was it? Vera? Elsie prompted. With effort, she dragged her eyelids wider. <sighs> right tap, fill her up. Okay, now here's where it gets complicated. Vera directed Elsie to the table. Just what I want to hear. Luckily, Elsie proved steady-handed. Vera talked her through dissolving a small amount of charcoal into the Dwimer water. Next came the saffron threads, which needed to be heated in a copper pan, stirred constantly so as not to burn. Now we grind it. Vera offered a mortar and pestle. Elsie tipped the threads into the mortar. I had no idea apothecary work was so closely related to cooking. I'd say more like baking than cooking. You've got to get everything just right. She reached around Elsie, meaning to guide her wrist. 
but the instant their skin touched, every burner in the lab came on, flames leaping a foot high. Vera jumped backward. Sorry. Elsie's mouth pinched. Vera couldn't tell whether she was worried or trying not to laugh. Are you going to tell me what I'm making? It's called a cure-all, my great-grandfather's recipe. Dad always called it the Reeves' greatest invention. It instantly nullifies the effects of Dwimer water. Wow. Why aren't vials of this in everyone's home? It could save lives. That's ready. For a while, Vera dodged the question, talking Elsie through grinding the time as well, then pouring the grayish solution of herbs and Dwimer water into a crystal globe. With their heads bent close, Elsie's breath tickled her cheek. Then Elsie nudged her. You still haven't explained why medics don't stock your cure-all. Vera heaved a sigh. They can't. Elixirs are illegal, even ones that help people. The Thornleys made sure of that. Elsie winced. Vera barely noticed. She was thinking about what she just said, because, yes, now elixirs were illegal. But back in her great-grandfather's time, and even in her father's early days, elixirs had still been legal. Why did the Reeves keep this cure-all such a tightly guarded secret? It's just how we do things. Family tradition. Anyway, it was a moot point now. Vera leaned against the workbench. You're good at this, you know. Dawn had just begun to color the curtains. It painted Elsie's face pale orange. I had a good instructor. Elsie smiled. Not her flamboyant stage smile. A small one. Secret. And just for Vera. You'd make a decent apothecary. Oh, sure. The apothecar who refuses to try elixirs. You don't have to take them to make them. Vera reached up without thinking and caught one of Elsie's blonde curls. She tucked the curl behind Elsie's ear. You could. Vera tilted forward, closed the gap between them ever so slightly. If you wanted to, try one of my elixirs. I won't even charge. Is that so? A shiver passed through Elsie's body. Her gaze dropped just for a second to Vera's lips. Tempting. Yes, Vera breathed. You are. The air between them grew heavy, charged. She tilted her head, their gazes locked. It would be so simple to lean in, to press her mouth to Elsie's. Vera, we shouldn't... Elsie was leaning the wrong direction now, away from Vera. Damn it all, why... Oh! Elsie spun away so fast her curls grazed Vera's cheek. Is it finished? Vera took a deep breath. It didn't help. Hoping the heat in her face didn't actually show, she wafted one hand over the neck of the bottle. A scent like the first fall of snow washed over her. Only one way to be sure. But first, she raised a finger. One last trick. 
She winked at Elsie, just as snow began to fall from the ceiling. <laughs> Fat, glittering flakes, impossibly big. Elsie laughed, delighted. Gaze fixed on her. Vera unhooked the bottle and swallowed a mouthful. The snow vanished. All the power winked out of Vera's veins at once. She gasped at its sudden absence. Worried, Elsie stepped closer. Are you all right? Vera looked at Elsie with dawning horror. What have I done? Vera let someone, an outsider, into her lab. She showed Elsie how to distill an elixir, the cure-all, no less. Her father would kill her if he knew. She took a step backward. Another. Vera? Talk to me. Did I make it wrong? Are you hurt? No. She pressed a hand to her forehead. It's fine. I'm fine. Just tired. Can you please leave? Are you sure you don't need me anymore? For a moment, Elsie just stood there blinking, confused. Vera could guess why. A few seconds ago, she'd been close to kissing the woman. I've lost my mind. No, I don't. She turned her spine to Elsie. She didn't look up again until Elsie was gone. I like a story that will take me to extremes. And nothing says extreme quite like The Last City, a new Wondery podcast available now. Set in 2072, the city of Pura is a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, which, given its promise of being a miraculous green haven in a climate-ravaged world, shouldn't be too hard to sell, but things are not always as perfect and shiny as we'd like to believe. When she stumbles upon a dark secret that could lead to the downfall of Pura's existence if revealed, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Elsie was meant to be setting up. The jaded rose opened in an hour, 
and half the chairs were still resting on top of the tables, but her temples pounded so hard she couldn't stay on her feet. Elsie looked over just as Vera set something on the table. A small black onyx vial on a gold chain. Vera smiled. Sheepish. You made it. You deserve to keep the rest of the cure-all. In case you ever need to rescue some prickly jerk from her own mistakes again. About last night. Or, well, this morning. Vera would have kissed her last night if Elsie had allowed it. It wouldn't have been right, though. Vera had been impaired from all that Dwimer water. Vera shook her head. Thank you. I should have said it sooner. You saved my life. Elsie, I won't forget that. Are you feeling any better? Vera leaned against the table. Better than you look. Elsie snorted. Why, thank you. She scrubbed a hand over her face. She was doing all of this sleeping in that cramped storage vault and working in a hush bar for Lou. And now... Is Harlow really that popular? He made it sound like he runs the busiest bars in Locke. The corners of Vera's lips twisted. I suspect he puts addictive substances in his recipes. It keeps a lot of unlucky customers hooked. Surely Lou could not have fallen for a criminal, an attempted murderer. Harlow must be lying about my sister. There's no way Lou would date someone so cruel. Vera swung one leg out, seeming not to notice when it brushed against Elsie's. When Harlow first saw you, he said, Where is it? Then something about selling him out. Any idea what that meant? He said Lou ran out on him. Maybe she took something when she left. To get revenge? He's been threatening you, right? You've mentioned him before. Yes. Until last night, though. It was only talk. He prefers easy targets. But bars like mine are different. We have connections. Experience. So, he doesn't take over because you're too big and famous? Elsie couldn't resist a sly smile. Scoffing, Vera nudged her leg. You make me sound like a braggart. If the high and mightiness fits... Vera laughed. Then she pointed at the vial around Elsie's neck. He wants our family recipes. However, I have contingencies. If he just bursts in, all the recipe books and equipment go up in smoke. You destroy your family's legacy? Elsie raised her eyebrows. To keep it from Harlow? Hell yes. Elsie studied Vera. Clearly, my sister took something Harlow wants. Help me find her, and we can use whatever it is to stop him coming after you. I have enough problems on my plate, Elsie. So let's agree. We each take care of our own business, first and foremost. But insofar as that business crosses over... Partners? Elsie stuck out a hand. Emotion flickered across Vera's face. Complex, and gone before Elsie could decipher it. Finally... Vera grasped her palm. Deal. I've got business at another hush bar. Not sure whether you're still scouring other establishments for Lou, but if so, you're welcome to tag along. Elsie needed answers. And how had she gotten her only two leads so far? Andromeda mistook Elsie for her sister. Arlo did the same. Actually, I've been thinking about that. Time to try a new tactic. 
she'd have to face her fear. Were you serious about letting me have an elixir? You're listening to Elixir by Ellen Goodlett. Starring Ava Mag, Keeler Lee, and Marin Miller. Produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Realm, listen away. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays, available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Elixir is written by Ellen Goodlett. It is produced by Nicole Otto and executive produced by Molly Barton. Voice direction, audio production, and original theme music by Amanda Rose Smith.